y'all may have heard that there's a virus out there. It's called uh, liberalism. And you don't want Despite being the party that fought to keep slavery legal in America, Democrats curse America, but the government doesn't do that. It infringes on the rights of property under the guise of social welfare. Food flavored with the MSG of race baiting and class baiting. Democrats pump that flavor in their food, which is really, really bad for them. But so what? It's delicious. Man, get up here in the Zoloft to get your head right. Hey, what's up? And welcome to the Zoloft. Just a heads up, this is a sane space. It's not a safe space, which means that in this sane space, men are men and women are women. And men and women go together like eggs and sausage. And if you're a vegetarian, they go together like eggs and sausage. They still go together like eggs and sausage. You can't change nature just because you're a vegetarian. Okay, fine then. Like strawberries and bananas. Actually, shoot, that's a proper sexual smoothie. Sexual smoothie, baby. And good only. That being said, I've got to address this nonsense that Buttigieg, liberals, and too many Christian conservatives are given over to believing. That being that God makes gay people gay. As Buttigieg says, if you've got a problem with me, you've got a problem with my creator. <laughs> Boy, don't you try to blame that on God. There's a reason why it's a commandment to not take God's name in vain. Do not invoke him to justify your sin. But let's back up. You say that God makes gay people the gay. But if God made gay people the gay, why would he say to stone them? That would be entrapment of like cosmic proportions. And to help make this point more penetrative to liberals, I'm gonna say this in Morgan Freeman's voice. I'm gonna make you gay, just so I can have you bludgeon to death with rocks. You people like Buttigieg just implicated God as the most unjust entity in the universe. Buttigieg, in his perversion of a so-called Christian faith, says that if you got a problem with him, you have a problem with his creator. Man, of course we do, because your creator is the devil who is the father of lies, and you are certainly lying to yourself if you think that God is responsible for your sexual deviance. Now here's the deal about being born gay. And I'm gonna take off a lot of Christians, y'all, because for a long time, Christians have been going along with a false idea that gay people are not born gay, and homosexuals have a false idea too. Now Christians, before you turn off this video and start rebuking me in tongues and stuff, just bear with me as I clear this up. Gay people are born gay. Yes, they're born gay to gay people and your supporters. Before y'all have more fantasies about scratching my eyes out, let me explain to you why y'all made a choice to be gay. Am I contradicting myself for being inconsistent? No. To Christians who insist that gay people are not born gay and that it's a choice, you're forgetting a very important detail. Christians, aren't we all born Sinners? Well, yeah, we're all born with the sin package. And the sins in this package are gonna surface in people in different ways, but we all have them. Some people are more susceptible to the various sins in this package than others. Some people fail at their resistance to the sin of theft, but we're all born thieves. Some people fail at their resistance to slander, but we're all born with it. Some people fail at the resistance to the sin of adultery. Some people fail at their resistance to the sin of murder. So when y'all be talking about equality, well, y'all gotta equally resist your sin 
just like anybody else. And by the way, God didn't make us any of those things we just went over. It's an acquired condition passed on to all of us. And just like anybody could be any of those things that we just went over because we're all born sinners with the same sin package, it means that guess what? Anybody could be born gay. Just like any other sin, it surfaces in some more than others and can dominate their behavior. Now to homosexuals, this is where the choice comes in. Anybody could be a thief because we're just born that way. But for some people, the urge to steal isn't that strong. Whereas in some people, it is. But no matter how strong their kleptomania may be, they still have a responsibility to not steal. They have a choice to not give into the sin we're all born with, right? No matter how bad somebody wants to slander, they still have a responsibility to not slander, right? They have a choice to not give into the sin we're all born with. Heterosexual couples got urges too, but we have a responsibility to not betray our spouses. We have a responsibility to resist the urge of adultery, just like homosexuals have a responsibility to resist their sin. We all may be born with these sins, but it's a choice to resist or give in to them. And if you're such fierce resistors, resist your sin. And by the way, your parents are proof that you're not born with some special homosexual gene. Organisms can only perpetuate their species after their own kind, which means that you inherited the same reproductive programming and plumbing. That's how you got here, which means that you're born to do the same thing. If you were naturally born to two men or two women, then yeah, maybe you could be biologically wired that way. But that's not the case. You're not born gay by biological dictates, but only as far as humanity being born as sinners, which is still subject to the choice to submit to it or not. But then we run into this issue that, again, too many Christians are given over to believing. That homosexuality is not a sin. Okay, if you claim to be a Christian, then that means you understand that Jesus is God. And if you understand that, then you have to accept that Jesus is the same God who told you men do not have sexual relations with a man as one does with a woman. It is detestable, nasty. He's right, you know, it's nasty. Leviticus 20:13. if a man also lies down with a man as he does with a woman, both of them have committed an abomination. They shall surely be put to death. Their blood will be upon them. Y'all, Jesus, who is God, never walked that back. He doesn't repeat it in that fashion again because he's already made his position on it quite clear in that it is a sin of the most detestable and abominable kind. But I get it. You think that Jesus doesn't explicitly say that homosexuality is bad. Well, you know, Jesus doesn't explicitly say that you shouldn't be a cannibal either, but I guarantee you that if you understand that Jesus is God, he'd have already covered it. Heck, Jesus even makes controversial statements like eat my flesh and drink my blood, but that doesn't mean he's telling you to go eat people. Now, what if Jesus did make these statements as explicitly as you'd like him to? Would you still obey it? 
I hope y'all grab a copy of my audiobook, Weapon of ASS Destruction, and my book, A Solid Right Cross, where I go more in depth on these things. Like, why didn't he know God say this? Anyway, if you still think that homosexuality is not a sin, then you're just in deep denial. And you really don't worship Jesus. You worship an idol called Jesus that you have shaped to suit you. So yes, Jesus, who is God, explicitly says it's a sin. And God did not create you, Buttigieg, to do what is detestable and abominable. But I get it. Y'all want to insist that that's just the Old Testament God that you don't want to associate with the New Testament hippie Jesus. Man, I don't think these people have even read the New Testament because Jesus goes flipping nuclear in the New Testament. And then on top of that, they ignore these spirit-led teachings in the scriptures. Like 1 Timothy 1, 9 through 11. We realize that the law is not enacted for the righteous, but for the lawless and rebellious, for the ungodly and for the sinful, and for the unholy and the profane, for killers of fathers and mothers, murderers, for the sexually immoral, homosexuals, for slave traders, liars, perjurers, and anyone who is averse to sound teaching that agrees to the glorious gospel of the blessed God. Still not enough? Okay, how about this? Romans 1, 24 through 27. Therefore, God gave them over to the desires of their hearts to impurity, for the dishonoring for their bodies with one another. They exchanged truth for a lie and worshiped and served the creature rather than the creator, who is forever worthy of praise, amen. For this reason, God gave them over to their dishonorable passions. Even their women exchanged natural relations for unnatural ones. Likewise, the men abandoned natural relations with women and burned with lust for one another. Men committed indecent acts with other men and received the due penalty for their error. Still doesn't point to homosexuality being a sin to you, huh? Okay, how about this? And the one seated on the throne said, behold, I make all things new. He said, write this down for these words are faithful and true. Oh, and by the way, you can't use the excuse that this is just the opinion of one of the apostles. This word is being directly dictated by Jesus because in Revelation 19:11, G.I. Jesus goes by the call sign faithful and true, the original simplified. And of course, in the case of Jesus, the G.I. stands for God issued. And he told me it is done. That sounds familiar. I am the alpha and omega, the beginning and the end. To the thirsty, I will give freely from the spring of the water of life. To the one who is victorious will inherit all things, and I will be his God and he will be my son. But to the cowardly and the unbelieving and the abominable and murderers, the sexually immoral, the sorcerers, the idolaters and liars, their place will be in the lake of fire that burns with fire and sulfur. Mmm, hot tub. This is the second death. Don't we get second breakfast? No, nah, you get second death. And there's 1 Corinthians 6, 9. Do you not know that the wicked will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived. Neither the sexually immoral, nor idolaters or adulterers, or effeminate males, honey, or men who submit to perform sexual acts with other men. Y'all, God is letting you know that the most defiling thing that a man can do to another man is have sex with him. And the most defiling thing that a man can do to himself 
is to let another man have sex with him. But now we don't really have to pay attention to that because it wasn't like Jesus said it. It was just Paul. Besides, Paul was like really extreme and stuff because he told women to keep their hair covered or cut off. So wait a minute. Y'all think that Paul is extreme compared to Jesus who said that if your eye causes you to sin, dig it out. And if your hand causes you to steal, cut it off. But y'all think that Paul is extreme and are dismissive of him because you think he demanded haircuts? Get a haircut, hippie. Yeah, bite me, Paul. Boy, you want me to go upside your head with a rock, don't you? you wait, let me find me a good one. Y'all, the reason why Paul makes the claim that does not nature even teach you that if a man has long hair, it's a dishonor to him is because of what he's already told you. When he said men abandoned their natural relations with women and burned with lust for one another. Meaning, yes, it is natural for a man's hair to grow long, but men were naturally growing their hair long to do unnatural things. That is what was dishonorable about men growing their hair long. Substantiated by Paul's statement of saying effeminate males will not inherit the kingdom of God. Y'all, what was unnatural and dishonoring was basically these men being transvestites that prostituted themselves to other men. That's what Paul was talking about. Transgenderism ain't a new thing. It was a problem then and even before then. And it's a problem now. Y'all, we warned y'all that if you go along with the LGBT agenda and not recognize homosexuality as a sin, then you're going to invite even bigger problems. But I guess y'all are okay with kids being poisoned with puberty blockers, an acceptable casualty in the normalization of sexual perversion. Are y'all seeing why God emphasizes in the very first verses about us that he made us male and female? Pretty basic, right? That is a spiritual and biological truth that God put on lock to not be messed with. You are man, you are woman, but humankind decided to rebel against this basic truth. And it's given over to the lie that a man could be something else or a woman could be something else to spite God. But you don't see the harm in it, do you? Of course not, because it appears that you have missed the first thing that the Bible says about the devil. He works in subtleties. He's really good at suckering people into thinking, ain't no harm in it. You got these people who say that Jesus accepted all sinners. He ate with them and stuff. But they leave out the fact that he called them sick. And if they came to his table, it was because they knew they were sick with sins and wanted to be made well. They didn't come to be accepted. They came to be changed. If Jesus was so accepting of sinning, why would he tell somebody to go forth and sin no more? If Jesus was so accepting of our sinnings, why would he make us a new creature? Why couldn't we just remain how we are? And to further the point, to enter heaven, we have to be changed. We're not acceptable there the way we are. We have to be changed to enter his kingdom. And that brings another example of rebellious spiritual and biological ideas against God's law. Transgenders assume that they can make themselves a new creature in detestable, futile defiance against the only one who can give us the overhaul that can make us complete and imperishable. To Christians who believe that Jesus is all accepting about things like homosexuality and stuff. Look here, you're not on Yeshua's frequency at all. But if I may, 
Let me show you what frequency you are on. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, Christians are in denial about homosexuality being in sin because they got friends or family who are homosexuals or gender confused and feel obligated to be loyal and supportive of them. It's tough, y'all, I understand. My favorite uncle was a homosexual. But y'all, why do you think that Jesus said, do not assume that I have come to bring peace to the earth? I did not come to bring peace to the earth, but a sword. For I have come to turn a man against his father, a daughter against her mother, a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. A man's enemies will be members of his own household. So much for Kumbaya. Kumbaya, my lord. Why don't you ever sing that song again? I hate that song. Meaning that the Lord is telling you that his word will put friends and family at odds with each other. If you are loyal to God and his truth, it will divide you bitterly from those who don't recognize truth. Even if it's your family. If you think that your loyalty to your family takes priority over God, then you miss that part where God, who is Jesus, mind you, who said before Abraham was, I am. Well, Jesus, who is the God I am, told Abraham to take his son up the hill and put him to the sword. Woo, talk about dividing a man from his father. Abraham proved that his loyalty was to God before his family. And y'all, God is not some egomaniac who desperately needs us to perform such actions to show how much we love him for his sake. It's because people assuming to love each other according to their own designs goes way sour. People tend to do very unhealthy things to each other with the assumption that they're doing it out of love. God says, no, your understanding of love has to be filtered through me because I'm the author of it. That's why you have cherry picking liberals saying, doesn't God say to love your neighbor? as you would yourself. But they leave out the preceding verse that says, love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, and strength. That way you will learn what love actually is to be able to love yourself in a healthy manner and others in kind. Y'all, if it comes to pass that a future president of the United States exchanges a kiss with a partner of the same sex, we won't be showing the world our strength with the acceptance of homosexuality. We'll be showing our weakness in our submission to it. Y'all, people like Buttigieg are in defiance of God's law of nature. And if you have submitted to the pressures of your urges to do what is unnatural, then you're likely to submit to the pressures of other nations. Unless you uh, overcompensate to show that you're tough, which would make you a tyrant. That's what happened with Sodom and Gomorrah. The other heathen nations surrounding Sodom and Gomorrah even cried out to God because of how oppressive Sodom and Gomorrah had become. 
You see how people's livelihoods are being destroyed for disagreeing with the LGBT? You see people like Joe Biden wanting Christians to be put on a terror watch list for disagreeing with the LGBT? Stuff like that, y'all, leads to those re-education camps where people are sent to be executed by the millions. But I know, it'll be a justifiable political cleansing, right? And I'll remind my fellow Americans in the black community, the Democrats are still using you to promote the LGBT agenda. I should just say the agenda of normalizing sexual perversion. The Democrats are the very ones who impose the apartheid policies that the black community is still so bitter over to this very day. And now you have these panders like Buttigieg using what Democrats did in the first place to say that blacks and homosexuals are in the same boat. Do you see that it's been the Democrats who've been trying to emasculate the black man, remove him as husbands and fathers, and throw a parade for him for coming out as a sodomite, pass the stigma of AIDS on the black people to take the focus off of homosexuals? Look at the HIV commercials and the billboards. Who's prominently featured? Blacks. Are you okay that the Democrats associate the natural event of being black with the unnatural behavior of homosexuality? Anyway, y'all, I think you get the point. At least I hope you do. And I hope that y'all who disagree can at least see that none of what I said comes out of hate. I don't answer to hate. I answer to the one who instructs us to love our enemies and even pray for them. But loving our enemies doesn't mean just letting our enemies have their way with us. And loving the LGBT doesn't mean that we have to abide by their rejection of God's ordinance of nature. And put that in your trail mix and snack on it, baby. Y'all may have heard that there's a virus out there. It's called uh, liberalism. And you don't want it. Despite being the party that fought to keep slavery legal in America, Democrats curse America, but the government doesn't do that. It infringes on the rights of property under the guise of social welfare food flavored with the MSG of race baiting and class baiting. Democrats pump that flavor in their food, which is really, really bad for them. But so what? It's delicious. Man, get up here in the Zoloft to get your head right. Hi there, and welcome to the Zoloft. Uh, just a heads up, we speak one language up in here. Truth through the vehicle of English. I say this because it seems that presidential candidate Amy Klobuchar has taken a strong democratic stance against English being America's official language. Well, what should the language be? Klingon? What? Her name sounds Klingon. Oh, surrender immediately. You're in striking range of the bird of prey, Klobuchar. Now look here. Black folks didn't already had to adopt the English language. Now here it is, this white liberal telling us we need to adopt more languages. When a country speaks several languages, it's an indicator of how much other people have moved in on their turf, telling them what languages they're gonna speak. The beauty of America is that it was the last straw of how many different languages people were gonna be forced to speak and being divided by a bunch of different languages. Liberals still don't understand that diversity and divide share the same root. However, the liberal elite do understand. They understand that they can sucker their lessers with this stuff and enjoy the dividends of the people they divided under the flowery guise of diversity. All this politically correct nonsense does is divide us. And we're gonna start to sound like this more and more to each other. Imagine people ordering their value meal like this. <laughs> Good <laughs> 
Translation, I want the 20-piece chicken nuggets and I want a large Coke and a large fry and the Big Mac, extra cheese. Where's the manager? You got my order wrong. I said extra cheese. Where's my chicken nuggets? Where's my chicken nuggets? Where's my chicken nuggets? Where's my chicken What? You ain't got to remember the words if they're not official. Seventh conductor being connected by a non-reversible tremie pipe to the differential girdle spring on the up end of the Grammys. Okay, Delkey. The turbo encabulator has now reached a high level of development, and it's being successfully used in the operation of Novotrunians. Novotrunians, yes, of course. I want to find out how drunk you are. I ain't drunk. Oh, you are good and drunk. I ain't drunk. Oh yeah. You want to have a seat in my car for a minute? <laughs> Y'all, the country already speaks in two distinct languages and we speak them in plain English. That being truth and untruth. And our English speaking liberals can't understand English when you speak it with a truth accent. But lies, baby, lies are poetry to liberals. Or should I say poetry? Because they're attracted to lies like flies to poo poo. Mm, what you got there? You got some lies? I want some. And you know Democrats are suckers for lies if they're pulling for somebody like Bloomberg. Any Democrat, really, but let's take a look at Bloomberg. You are seriously lying to yourself if you think this dude understands what your rights are and can assume the highest office of the land to guard them. The dude has no respect for you. If he doesn't have respect for farmers, you know the people who are in the business of supplying us with things like, I don't know, food, then he definitely doesn't have respect for you even people in this room, so no offense intended, to, to be a farmer. You, it's a process. You dig a hole, you put a seed in, you put dirt on top, add water, up comes the corn. Then we had 300, you could learn that. And the information economy is fundamentally different because it's built around replacing people with technology and the skill sets that you have to learn are how to think and analyze. And that is a whole degree level different. You have to have a different skill set. You have to have a lot more gray matter. If Bloomberg tried to farm, he'd probably get eaten by a goat named Hillary. And rumor has it, Bloomberg's talking about Hillary being his running mate. You gonna die, dude. This just in, Bloomberg commits suicide. Hillary Clinton assumes the presidency. But I reckon Bloomberg feels that farmers should be of the more so-called sophisticated scientific persuasion like GMO pioneers Herbert Boyer, Rudolph Janish, or Monsanto. These liberals want to praise the gray matter of these scientists. Then liberals want to turn around and whine about Frankenfood, yet look down on farmers. Self-righteous consumers want to blame farmers for the inhumane treatment of their livestock, never considering that they're a huge part of the reason why so many animals are crammed into the conditions that they're in. That being an indulgent culture that wants to eat all the time. And it don't matter if you're a Christian or an atheist, liberal or conservative, man or woman or confused about which sex you are. We wants the foods. People want to eat, man. Even Christians get mad about Chick-fil-A not being open on Sunday. And we got all you stoners with your munchies. And to satisfy the demand and indulgence of the American consumer, your exalted so-called holy representatives of the science community gave us these unholy methods of supplying food. 
Now, on the other hand, you can have that stuff taken out of your food. Things like preservatives, which is going to make for a very short shelf life, which is going to make food very expensive and heighten the risk of poisoning and liabilities. And not enough people are going to invest their time into trying to locally farm. If it was that easy as Bloomberg claims, we'd all be doing it. It was Adam and Eve's job. They got fired on the first day. I know folks love that jam about Paul Harvey and the farmer being created on the eighth day. But Adam and Eve were already created to do that. I need a quick downstream break. We should love animals and only eat plant-based proteins. Shut up and quit eating my food. But I'm your advocate. Girl, that rooster gonna go off on you like that grumpy old dude. Told you. Hey, according to Bloomberg, you just planted an ice cream tree. Now. <laughs> Old McDonald did parkour. Andy called it farm core. Damn, mm. oh. a great matter. Bloomberg taught him that. Hey, you got a younger sister? Better get that goat to sign that NDA the Bloomberg way, because that sounded kind of forward. Oh. Two-timer. <laughs> I hear the share is in a panic over the Democrat candidates. Girl, you just need to channel your frustrations. Be in that movie that Brad Pitt wants Quentin Tarantino to make about impeaching the president, where all the adults do the right thing in the end. I'm sure they'd cast you as Nancy Pelosi. Cher, what you're really afraid of is what these people represent, and they represent your beliefs. The thing is, when you hear these nutty beliefs being debated out loud among them, you actually hear how crazy and indefensible this stuff is. That's what you're afraid of. Crazy stuff like their obsession for this so-called climate crisis. Thousands of people are dying from the coronavirus. And Democrats be like, the most dangerous thing facing our planet is climate change. The sick boat. At least you're not dying from climate change. Democrats can't make up their mind which is the bigger danger anyway. Climate change or guns. Let me help y'all. It's neither. If y'all are so worried about a business that kills people, shut down abortion clinics. You Democrats are the ones always saying we need to save the planet for future children. Why? Because according to you, those who have not been born yet are not considered children. So I'm still asking, what do you care about future children? The biggest danger to future children is you, not climate change. If there isn't a world here for the future children, it's because you cut them off from it. You Democrats have a really nasty habit of attacking the wrong things. Thanks again for hanging out in the Zoloft, y'all. The internet's best kept secret. I'm drunk. Oh, you are good and drunk. I'm Y'all may have heard that there's a virus out there. It's called uh, liberalism. And you don't want, despite being the party that fought to keep slavery legal in America, Democrats curse America, but the government doesn't do that. It infringes on the right to property under the guise of social welfare food flavored with the MSG of race baiting and class baiting. Democrats pump that flavor in their food, which is really, really bad for them. But so what? It's delicious. Man, get up here in the Zoloft to get your head right. Hi there, and welcome to the Zoloft. Democrats 
pretending I want to believe anything leaning Republican. Hey, Democrats, black unemployment is like the lowest it's ever been during the Republican term of Trump and Pence. Republicans hate black people. They don't even want you to avoid your children like we do because we love you. Or anyone or anything pointing favorably towards Republicans or exposing the Democrat Party for the party of evil that they are. All that has to be a lie. And Flynn points to a major contradiction with Democrats, which really ain't that hard. Even Michael Moore, without even wanting to, could point to Democrat contradictions, even before he could point his grubby finger to his Grubhub app. A cat could fall off a table and land on Democrat contradictions before even landing on his feet. You could point out a Democrat contradiction before these so-called pro-science Democrats could point out which bathroom to actually use. They think they got Flynn busted because he pled guilty. But wait, seeing as they hate Flynn because they see him as a traitor to the Democrat Party, since he's a Democrat that seems too cozy with Republicans, whom they view as just liars and cheats, why would they believe Michael Flynn when he pled guilty? There's a paradox going on here. That being, Democrats insisting that Flynn was telling the truth about being a liar. When they insist that he's a liar. So how could he be telling the truth about being a liar or being made to be one? It's kind of like that self-canceling statement of, um, I'm telling you the truth when I tell you that everything I say is a lie. But Democrats want to insist that Flynn is truly guilty because he admitted guilt. It's like these Democrats who are supposed to be in the know about everything never heard of somebody pleading guilty to something that they didn't do. Like Democrats never heard the term taking one for the team or uh, taking a hit for somebody else. Like in the military, for instance. Oh, snap, a grenade. Hey, uh, I know this was meant for all of us, y'all, but I got this one. Hey, you sure about that, bro? That's not like something you can remedy with duct tape and Rolaids. Or like the greatest example of somebody taking all our guilt for something that he wasn't guilty of himself would be our Lord Jesus Christ. But I can see how this would be foreign to Democrats in general. Because the Democrat Party is based in making someone else pay for what someone else did or wants. In this case, Democrats trying to make somebody else pay by entrapping them in a frame job. Ooh, them some fancy double entendres I was flipping there. Flynn had a moment of independent behavior from the Democrats, like breaking from the Borg Collective. And he has to be dealt with, not because of the guilty plea thing. He has to be dealt with for being a traitor to the Democrat Party, which they consider being a traitor to the country they've always hated. Thanks again for hanging out with me in the Zoloft, y'all. The internet's best kept secret. Oh, snap, a grenade. Yeah!